Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Wow, 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 wow. Oh my gosh. We have such an incredible guest today. I am over the moon that we're going to be talking to Lady Free Thinker herself. And this woman, let me tell you, she is a powerhouse. I mean, the millions and millions and millions of petition signatures that she has gathered uh, are really changing the world and speaking up and saving voiceless animals. Lady Freethinker, a.k.a. the one and only Nina Jackal, joins us with a really gruesome, uh, a gruesome subject. How do we stop the dog meat trade in Sumatra? I'm going to show some photos. I carefully curated them so they're not too graphic because it's a graphic subject. But we have to talk about it. Turning a blind eye doesn't stop the suffering. So how did you find out about this? What is your investigation and what can we all do to stop the dog meat trade in Sumatra? Yeah. Hi, Jane. Um, first of all, thank you for the warm intro. Um, it's fantastic to be here on your show. Um, so the dog meat trade has been happening in Indonesia for a while. And um, we actually work with a local organization on the ground there who is really in in the thick of it in an area in Sumatra where the dog meat trade is especially prevalent. Um, we were able to send an investigator there to gain access to um, a number of facilities in, in the dog meat trade, um, including a dog meat market, dog meat restaurants. And we were even able to track a dog transport truck that uh, that drives dogs um, more than 17 hours, actually, with no food, no water um, to a restaurant that eventually slaughters them. Um, the footage is horrific. I, I understand why you're not showing it. It's it's hard enough just to see the photos, which, you know, obviously only tell part of the story, but it's really all you need to see to know the, the suffering that these dogs are enduring. It's beyond comprehension. And of course, what we say is if you look at this and you're horrified, then remember that it's no different with pigs or chickens or cows or turkeys or goats or lambs. They are just like your dogs or cats. And uh, when you see this and you're horrified as I am, as we all must be, just remember that uh, before we point the finger at another country and say, we don't do that here, uh, take a look at some images from the Western world. That's just an undercover investigation from a Canadian facility. And yeah. of course, the people who shot this video, instead of getting an award, were prosecuted. So let's let's not make this a cultural thing because every culture has its terrible problems. But let's do what we can to help Nina Jackal stop this. And you have this extraordinary ability to, to mobilize people, to send a message. Who are you sending a message to? And I have to say that when 
I first saw this. I didn't know where Sumatra was. And I looked it up. The Republic of Indonesia is an island nation in Southeast Asia between the Indian and Pacific Oceans with more than 17,000 islands, including Sumatra, which happens to be a hot tourist destination. So they should certainly consider that if this imagery is getting out to the public, that could hurt tourism because always follow the money. If they're going to say, well, you know, what's the first excuse for, for uh, cruelty? Oh, jobs. Well, you're going to lose a lot of tourism jobs if this continues. Exactly. And Sumatra in particular is really known for its it's exotic wildlife. It's a, a tourist destination for people who love animals and who love nature. And the majority of them just don't know that this is going on. Um, but I, I hope that with this footage, people will realize what's happening there and they will join us in speaking out to stop this. Um, and just to reiterate, uh, Jane, what you said this type of cruelty happens every day in the United States, in Canada, in every Western nation on factory farms, and no species, whether it's a dog or a pig or a chicken, deserves to suffer in this way. Um, our particular investigation in Sumatra involves dogs, but these could be any animals anywhere, and they would not deserve this suffering. So what um, do you do? What, how do you put pressure on these on these governments. I mean, what, where is this petition going? How many signatures have you raised? What's the strategy? Because I know you're very effective and we're going to talk about some of your victories in a minute. Yeah. So we actually have um, a, a couple of different petition targets. Um, and first of all, we're petitioning the governors of Sumatra. There are multiple governors and we want them to end um, the dog meat trade in the first place. We're also petitioning the Indonesian uh, Agriculture Quarantine Agency because we believe that the transport of these dogs that we witnessed was illegal. There are certain requirements. Um, these people are violating health code. They had no quarantine paperwork that we're aware of. And um, for dogs to be transported in this condition without the proper paperwork. Um, these were sick dogs in their own excrement. This is extremely unhealthy. Um, and we believe that, that the quarantine agency should do its job in investigating the transport of, of these trucks and shutting down any illegal operations. And then additionally, we would like to see those regions in Sumatra that have already banned the dog meat trade, and there are some, for example, the city of Madan, um, we want them to enforce the ban because the reality is that people in, in Sumatra do want to see this and people who live there, citizens there, they don't want to see this cruelty either. And the pressure from them, as well as outsiders like us, like tourists who have dollars to spend in Sumatra, Sumatra it has already succeeded in some regional bans, um, but whether they're being enforced or not is questionable at best. So it's really a multi-pronged approach in, um, you know, first of all, stopping the illegal aspects of this, um, as well as encouraging authorities to pass new legislation that will just stop this from happening completely. Absolutely. And I have to say that in researching this story, 
I was right next to my dogs and I looked at them and I thought, my God, what I can't even imagine because these are companion animals. Every cruelty is horrific. Every cruelty to any animal is absolutely unimaginable. But it just so happened that I have these two rescues. This is Sunday and you'll meet Wednesday um, in a little bit. And, you know, when, uh, Sunday went to your um, gala yes. and uh, she was on the red carpet. And she was. She was us. star. <laughs> thank you for allowing us to bring Wednesday but and Sunday. But, you know, look, look at her and then look at this. I mean, this is beyond comprehension. We have to stop it. Um, it's just unbelievable. We've got a caller, Michelle in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Lady Freethinker. Hi, thank you so much. This is horrific. And I'm just wondering, the countries where this meat, uh, this dog meat is being sold, is there a majority of people that want this? Is there a demand? And how is this regulated? And how is this even possible? Right. Um, it is not a majority. Most people do not eat dogs. It's a very small minority. This is not something that is culturally popular. And in fact, many people in these regions are fighting to stop it just as we are. Um, unfortunately, the, the laws in most regions have yet to catch up. Um, so dogs are still considered livestock. And um, despite that legality, there are still laws being broken as with the transport trucks, these, these health laws that are putting people at risk. Um, with dogs in particular, you have rabies risk. And um, there are other various reasons why this should be shut down despite dogs being classified as livestock. Um, you know, the good news is that we are seeing progress. We're seeing more and more local citizens speak out against this. We're seeing um, more and more laws being passed, but it still persists and it's it's still disturbingly per pervasive and um, even happening out in the open. Our investigator actually witnessed a dog being, you know, burned on the, the sidewalk just out in the street. I'm sorry to get so graphic. I know it's disturbing, um, but it's, it's still not hidden, um, which tells you that there is a level of, um, you know, acceptance or at least feeling that the, the law won't do anything to stop it. And, and that's really what we're trying to change. Yes. And uh, again, you can go to Lady Freethinker, visit Lady Freethinker and get involved with a variety of petition campaigns. But particularly this one, all you have to do is go to ladyfreethinker.org and it's right there. We've got another caller and that caller is Nilofar, Nilofar, pardon me, in Dallas, Texas. Nilofar, your question or thought for Lady Freethinker. Hi, thank you so much for the very difficult, um, steadfast work that you're doing on this. Um, my, Indonesia is a Muslim country, and um, as, as a Muslim nation, dogs are considered filthy, and you're not supposed to consume them. So um, is, is this a fairly new horrific cruelty that Indonesia has engaged in because of, of profits and 
and and people's taste buds changing. And um, and, and the next question, really quickly, is where do they get these dogs from, and how do they capture them? Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, Yeah, so those are great questions, and um, it. As I said, it's not pervasive. Most people in these countries don't eat dogs, and it's not traditional as far as I know in Indonesia. Um, However, as dogs become pets and companion animals, they they also become more popular in, I hate to say cuisine, but um, there's just, there's more availability. Um, And these dogs are generally from the streets. These are abandoned animals. These dogs are just basically bunched up and sold as meat. And there's opportunity now where in the past when dogs were not companion animals, that opportunity did not exist. Um, It's a way to, to earn income with very little investment if all you have to do is go grab some dogs that were abandoned and then sell them for meat. And, um, I, you know, I, I believe that that has led to the pervasiveness of this issue. I look at this photo and I, I just, it, it just, it crushes me. It just crushes me. And this is Wednesday. This is my newest rescue. And she was Somebody was trying to dump her at a shelter, a rescue organization, and the shelter said, we have no room, just take her back. And so uh, the shelter organization took her in, and I started out as a foster, and I'm a failed foster. But look at this baby. She is so docile and sweet. The idea, it's beyond comprehension. We've got a lot of callers. This is a hot-button topic. Lindsay and Tarzana, your question or thought for Lady Freethinker. Well, um, I happened to be going through uh, Facebook and saw that image, didn't know it was what show it was on or anything, and I just it just felt like somebody punched me in the gut. And then I was so happy to see that, Jane, that you're doing a show about it. And uh, Lady Freethinker, thank you so much for all you do. I would love to know, um, I've been following this story since about 2016. Actually, the dog meat trade was the catalyst for me going vegan because I started to pay attention to what was happening to animals through a friend of mine, and it was my the beginning of my journey. So um, I guess if this hasn't been asked yet, what is the latest? I know it's so difficult because it's a cultural issue as well, and there's a lot of, um, you know, not gangs, but gangs on steroids running these operations, corruption. So what is the latest on this, um, if you've not already covered that? And thank you so much for taking action on this issue. Yeah, uh, no, thank you, and um, that's a good question. So we have just released this investigation. This is very new, and we're just starting to to put that pressure on. Um, so while I don't have any updates yet, please do stay tuned because we are absolutely hoping to see some action from this and, and some response from the government to stop it. Um, if you haven't yet, please sign the petition. Every signature helps make a difference, and then we can 
present those signatures to the authorities to show them that the public is horrified by this. They care. They want this to stop. How many signatures have you gotten already? Um, let's see. <laughs> I have to. Check. By the way, there is a link to sign. Whether you're watching this on Unchained TV streaming app, whether you're watching it on Twitter, whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're watching it on Facebook, there is a link to the petition. Or just go to ladyfreethinker.org, and it's right there on the homepage. Because right. it's her latest campaign. And if you it want is. to traumatize yourself, you can also watch the video, which I watched, sandwiched between two dogs. And I was like, I can't, I can't put this up. It's too awful. That's why you're looking at just photos, which is, is bad enough. How many signatures have you gotten so far? It is. So our newest petition um, has a couple of thousand. Our uh, main petition for Sumatra um, has about 51,000. Whoa. signatures um wow. yeah so we actually have two petitions and one is to shut down the dog meat trade and live animal markets um because i want to add that at these markets we don't just see dogs we see monkeys we see chickens we see a, a whole variety of animals i mean these are basically wet markets um that happen to have dogs so our petition to shut down these markets that sell the dogs as well as other animals has 51,000 signatures. Um, our latest petition to stop the transport of the dogs specifically has a couple thousand, and um, we hope to grow that to 50,000 soon as well. And by the way, I just want to say, I don't know what this is. This is a horrific shot of dogs being transported yes. while, while strapped in bags on top of a vehicle, yes. strapped in bags. And then what is, I mean, they're just driving along the road with these these animals on the roof wrapped yes. in and, bags? Yes. And there's absolutely nothing to keep those dogs from falling off of the roof. They're not strapped on. They're strapped. Their mouths are strapped shut. They're stuffed into sacks, but there is absolutely nothing protecting them from falling onto the ground and, and dying or becoming severely injured. And that was just something that our investigators spotted driving down the road. That was just, you know, just randomly happening. And whatever that is, whoever that is, that vehicle, um, we invite them on anytime. They're, the name is up there. They're invited on Unchained TV at any time. Makes me embarrassed to be a human being. All right, Michael in Los Angeles, your question or thought for Lady Freethinker. Yes, good morning, everyone. Um, this topic today is very personal to me. I, I actually adopted a, uh, a dog from South Korea that was uh, rescued from the puppy milk. And, you know, I love him to death, he, but he has issues. You know, I can't imagine what he, what he went through, uh, you know, uh, since the time he was born, the abuse or whatever because he definitely has some social issues, but I'm so thankful I was able to save him. But I want to thank Lady Freethinker for bringing so much attention to this issue. And my question is, um, I recall a few years ago, there were uh, several, uh, legis you know, several bills being introduced in order to, uh, to uh, either ask the, the governments in uh, China or South Korea to end the dog meat trade, because I know this, this country, the U.S. is a country of dog lovers. So I was wondering, is there any uh, news on what the updates uh, on those uh, bills uh, are at this point? 
Um, yeah. Um, thank you very much for calling and, and thank you for opening your heart and your home to a dog meat rescue. Um, they, they are not the easiest dogs to adopt. They have a lot of trauma and they require a lot of patience, but I know they also have a lot of love to give. So thank you for, um, for doing that. Um, as far as legislation goes, there have been some starts and stops. Um, South Korea has had a number of bills proposed. Unfortunately, there is still no nationwide ban on the dog meat trade. Um, however, I will say that the trade is dwindling there significantly. Very, very, very few people eat um, a dog in South Korea anymore. Um, Lady Freethinkers Investigations were actually able to close down two dog meat auctions over the last couple of years, and the government stepped in and, and shut them down, which is fantastic. Um, so while there is still no legislation banning it, um, explicit legislation, some would argue that it's already illegal under their livestock codes, but there, there is no explicit ban. Um, they're making tremendous progress. Um, China is a bit more difficult. Um, I, I don't know of any pending legislation. There, there have been various statements by the government, um, particularly during the start of the pandemic. There were some statements that, um, you know, would imply a, a ban, but there is nothing that has been legally enacted as far as I know. Um, in the U.S., we did finally um, pass a ban on dog and cat meat a few years ago because it actually was not illegal here until relatively recently. And, and I think when people started seeing, you know, what was happening in other countries, we, you know, took a look at ourselves and, and asked, well, why don't we have a, a law banning it? But um, we do now. Um, we did also pass a, a resolution to denounce the dog and cat meat trade worldwide. Um, a resolution has no actual binding power, but, but it is a strong statement. So, um, you know, there, there are there are wins, there are sort of wins, um, but all in all, there is progress in the right direction on all fronts. All right, we've got one more caller. Uh, Sarah in Los Angeles, your question or thought for Lady Freethinker as we strategize to uh, help her campaign, her incredible campaign to stop this horrific dog meat trade in Sumatra um, through a petition campaign. And again, just sign the petition, people. It's on everything connected to this video, as well as just go to ladyfreethinker.org. We got somebody who's signing. I don't know what language that is, but this is a global network and we have people from around Fantastic. the world watching. Yes. Yeah, we, we need them all. We need yeah. everybody. Yes. It's a global problem. Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be on today. I was wanting to know are there any big uh, campaign posters or billboards around showing possibly a dog, piece of dog meat next to a piece of pig meat and doing like kind of a comparison? Because I feel like that could be helpful where people always say, why well, love one but eat the other? It's almost like they maybe you could show the ribs of a dog and a ribs of a pig or another animal to make a connection. Thank you. I, I love it. I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I have not seen that specifically, but um, but I think that would be extremely powerful. Yes. And I bet most people couldn't tell the difference. 
I think that's absolutely right, because if you look at what's going on, people get really outraged about this in uh, the United States. And there's that's why I started out by saying, don't be pointing the finger. OK, this is imagery of a pig factory farm from not so long ago. This happens to be in Canada, but I could show you other footage that from the United States just as bad. Um, so if what do you get? What do you make of the so here's from the United States? OK, this is from the United States. Inexcusable. Uh, inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. So what do you make of, you know, people who get like really outraged about what's happening in the dog meat arena, which of course I am completely outraged, uh, but I'm also outraged to what's happening to pigs and cows and chickens and turkeys and goats and lambs. What do you say to those people so that they can expand their circle of compassion to other animals beyond dogs. I call yeah. dogs the gateway drug to compassion for all animals. Absolutely. My, my dog was my gateway drug. When I looked into my dog Peggy's eyes at 12 years old, I I never ate a bite of meat again, um, just looking at her intelligence and her sentience. And um, my favorite message to get from a supporter is, I, I saw your dog meat investigation and I became a vegan. And that happens. And that's fantastic. And some people connect those dots on their own. Um, and some people don't. And I think when people don't, we have to gently and with love and encouragement, make an analogy and make a comparison. And, um, you know, there are various ways to do it. You can, you know, after explaining what's happening in the dog meat trade, you can start talking about gestation crates or another aspect of, um, you know, what we would call farmed animal exploitation. Um, and, you know, I, I do believe in, in being supportive and gentle because most of us, at some point in our lives also ate meat. Um, and I think being respectful of people and where they are now is, is crucial to the mission. But I, but I do think that that comparison has to be made um, in some shape or form. Um, you know, we like to, you know, we cover a lot of different issues at Lady Free Thinker and we like to juxtapose a dog issue with a farmed animal issue. And when you see them side by side, it makes it easier to connect those dots, certainly. Uh, I want to go to another caller because we're about to hit a break, but we have one final caller, Annie, in Sherman Oaks, your question or thought for Lady Freethinker. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having this show. Um, my goodness, dogs are the, the, the connection, direct connection to everyone's heart. Um, I mean, the, my babies are rescued and they actually rescue us uh, in reality. We think we rescue them. So um, people can make this connection. But I, what do you think if, if there is a way for us to... I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, all animal agriculture is the reason, the igniting reason, the barbaric idea that we need to eat animals is the reason. What can we do to amplify? And it blew my mind to find out that we had 44 states that allowed dog meat, too. And there's the horse right. meat and the other illegal meat. So what can we do to amplify it aside from signing Lady Freethinker, Jane, I mean, this blows my mind. These babies are purest 
souls we can ever have, better than any human I know. I, I, the, their love is unconditional. We know this, but all animals are the same. The only reason we know about the dogs is because we have them in our homes. If we have a cow in our home, we'll know the same. The pig in our home will know the same. So thank you for, sorry for the long <laughs> but, uh, message, but thank you. Love you for all you do. You're incredible for years. Love you all. Both, uh, and you, you both are heroes, and I adore you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Annie. Yes. Sign the petition. Like sometimes people say, well, what can I do? And I give them sign that petition right there. Okay. I'll do it later. No, do it now. Do it now. Okay. It's very easy. You can just go to ladyfreefinker.org and um, it's right there. Or the link, the direct link to the petition is um, in the description to these videos, wherever you're watching it. But what else? Um, I would say point them to Unchained TV, honestly, because there is a wealth, a wealth of, of information out there. Um, share things that you see that are impactful. Share them on social media. Um, bring a vegan dish to your next family gathering. You know, the more that we educate people and show them that there are these alternatives and they don't have to even miss anything to, to cut animal products from their diet. Um, you know, the, the more minds we will change and, and don't give up, you know, the world doesn't change overnight and I wish it would. I, I think I probably speak for a lot of people watching when I say that I wish change happened more quickly, but that's not the way of the world. So don't give up. Your voice makes a difference. Your actions make a difference. Every Everything you do is helping to bring us to that compassionate future that we want and don't give up. So on the other side of the break, we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we are staying live on all socials and the Unchained TV streaming network. Um, who is Lady Freethinker? What makes her tick? We are going to explore that on the other side of the break because she is a fascinating person. Stay right there. We're not going anywhere. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. 
If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. All right. We are so excited to have Lady Freethinker with us today. And, you know, when I first started seeing the Lady Freethinker newsletters and things, I was like, who is she? This is like a superhero. Does she wear a cape and fly around at night? And uh, it was very, uh, very tickled to meet you. And you are very down to earth, very humble, but you're doing a lot. We're going to talk about some of your other campaigns. But how did you come up with the name Lady Freethinker? Because it's got a mystique about it that I think is is very cool. Uh, thank you. And I, I guess it does have a mystique because people always ask me, why Lady Freethinker? Um, you know, I was a philosophy major in college. I, I've always been about just thinking about the norms and and systems and questioning things. And that's really where it, it comes from is, you know, it's really about thinking freely outside of these sort of mental constraints that we have about what is normal, what is acceptable. Um, and, you know, this is true of the way we treat animals, just as with many other social justice issues. Um, when we kind of free ourselves from what we think we know and what we think is normal, that's when we can create real change. And that's really what it's all about. Now, you have so many. Honestly, I have to say, well, I got to stop. I can't just keep putting up one campaign after the other. We won't be able <laughs> to talk about them all. But I want to talk about some of your successful campaigns. They're all close to my heart. But let's start with this terrible story about the goat. Now, um, it's a very complicated story, and there's a lot of legal issues surrounding it. But what's the basic story here involving this beloved goat, Cedar? Yeah, so there is a legal case around this now. Thankfully, there's a a fantastic, um, you know, attorney representing the family. But, um, you know, a little girl was a member of, of one of those, you know, school agriculture clubs. Um, and she grew attached to one of the goats who was part of the program, Cedar. And, um, you know, ultimately Cedar was to be slaughtered as are the animals in these programs. Generally, um, she did not want Cedar to be slaughtered. Um, and the family tried to stop it. Um, they, they couldn't stop it. And Cedar was actually seized 
and 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 killed like right afterwards uh, a very tragic story very tragic story this little girl um you know having to not only part with her you know her one of her best friends but then to know that that friend was was slaughtered as though they didn't matter at all um you know that one's just heartbreaking Really and is. you you did get a lot of petition signatures, more than 40,000, I right. believe. What did that do? What was the purpose of that regarding Cedar the Goat? I mean, the purpose is to, to first of all, show the world and anybody involved in these programs that that's absolutely not acceptable. That's not acceptable. And, and to show people that humans and animals and in particular children and animals form this bond and it's it's cruelty it's cruelty to tear them apart and kill the animal it's just horrifying it never should have happened uh, I'm grabbing uh, the article because you also, mm-hmm. you know, you do journalism and you wrote an in-depth article on this, which really uh, gave me a lot of insight into right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and there was, we can't get too deep into the weeds, but um, the um, the basic thing was that there was an overzealous response. Oh, yeah. To, according to uh, the attorney for the little girl and her mom. Yeah. There was an overzealous response by law enforcement that really went above and beyond driving hundreds of miles to track down this goat, to get this goat, um, which gets my goat. I don't know if that's species, <laughs> this, but it gets my goat. Um, why on earth would they right. think that that was okay? And what are your thoughts, uh, your opinion about what they did? Yeah, I mean, the amount of resources and energy put into taking this goat away from the little girl is astonishingly ridiculous. Um, I mean, I I can't even fathom why, and I don't want to speak for them, but I would imagine that there's some sort of perceived threat to a system that people don't want to be threatened, a a system where animals that they see as food um, can also be viewed as family. Somehow that was threatening to them. And um, I'm not going to, you know, put words in their mouths, but that's the only reason that, that I can think of, honestly. And by the way, uh, we invite anybody Anybody connected to the story, the people who are involved in this lawsuit on any time on Jane Unchained, Unchained TV, we want to hear from you. I'll just say, quoting from your incredible article, the amended lawsuit also makes additional claims, including intentional infliction of emotional distress, retaliation, and an alleged violation of due process and the right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure uh, connected to law enforcement driving hundreds of miles, approximately 500 miles to find this goat and take the goat uh, to slaughter, even though the nine-year-old girl and her mom said, no, they had a change of heart. They didn't want to do that anymore. So, Wow, we're going to stay on top of that one. But well done, a lady freethinker getting more than 42,000 signatures on behalf of that little girl and the goat.
who is, I say who, sadly no longer with us. So let's talk about a couple of others. We'll just run through them. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about victories, okay? Because you've had a lot of victories, but of course, we always end up with, well, we want to stop the next horror. So we're going to not talk about that victory, but, um, you know, horses, even though we supposedly love horses along with dogs and cats are tremendously abused in our society. Um, And you... Uh, have a petition update here regarding a horrifying proposal to slaughter U.S. wild horses for food. You won. What happened there? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that proposal was never passed, thankfully. Um, You know, it's interesting what we do to our horses, which are, you know, icons of America, right? Um, Our wild horses, they are routinely rounded up by the Bureau of Land Management, um, by helicopter often and these terrifying roundups where you have a, you know, a helicopter just chasing these poor horses until some of them collapse and die. Um, and then they corral them away and some of them are auctioned off for slaughter. Um, now they generally don't slaughter them in the U S they have to ship them to Mexico or Canada because it's not legal. Um, but you know, if that proposal had had its way, that <laughs> might have changed. Um, but thankfully, it didn't. Um, thankfully, Americans do care about our horses, although not enough to stop the roundups quite yet. And that's an issue that um, that Lady Freethinker is continuing to work on. Um, we have sent observers to witness these roundups and document them. Um, you know, our observer has watched horses simply die um, being chased by the helicopters and uh, the Bureau of Land Management, they, they have to allow observers there, but they place us so far away, literally miles away from where the horses are being rounded up. Um, so it, it's very difficult to document. We're still doing it. It just takes a lot of expensive gear to do it, but, but it is still, possible, thankfully. Um, and we will continue to monitor that and um, continue to fight for these horses, not only to um, to be spared from these horrible helicopter roundups, to, but to be spared from being shipped off to, to slaughter as well. And why is this happening? Why is the Bureau of Land Management doing this? Well, it, it always opted by the dairy industry. They want the land for animal agriculture. They want to chase the horses off. So the horses aren't um, using that land that they would like to use. So if it upsets you, then you have to go back to, well, what's on my plate? Am I contributing to that? But please take it away. No, exactly. So these horses have every right to be on that land, um, or they would have every right if not for the cattle ranchers who would prefer to to have that as grazing land for their herds. So it all goes back to animal agriculture, as so many problems do. Um, and unfortunately, these horses suffer and, and die so that people can have their meat and dairy. It's very sad. And yeah, I mean, so it, it's really, you know, sometimes we sound like a broken record, but it's true that literally 90% of society's problems or 95%, if you remove that one false underlying assumption that we need to kill to survive, so many of our problems would melt away. And yet it, it's, it's really hard to convince people because of the programming. Americans love their horses on paper. But then participating in activities 
that are decimating the wild horse population, even though there is a Wild Horse and Burrow Act that is law in the United States that is designed to protect these animals because our government and the agencies have been so co-opted by industry. It's a revolving door. The USDA is run by a dairy trade group leader, just for example. Okay, and it's his second time around as the USDA secretary. So, of course, they're going to be encouraging uh, dairy, even though the global majority is lactose intolerant. Um, Even though the National Institutes of Health says 60 some percent of people are lactose intolerant. Um, Let me ask you this question. You know, you're. You're working hard around the clock showing all these horrors. Do you see progress? Yes, I I see progress and I have every hope, every hope that the world is evolving in the right direction and that the work that I do, that my team does, that you do, that every single person watching here does is making a difference. It's slow progress. <laughs> Let's just, you know, make that clear. You know, the world is not going vegan overnight. Factory farms are not disappearing overnight. But I'm seeing changes that that I never saw before in the way that people perceive meat and dairy, for one thing, in the way that people perceive animals in general, there is more empathy. And we're living in a world where information is so much more global and accessible than it was before. And it is slowly making a difference. People can't just continue to ignore the images and the facts because they're surrounded them by them. They're on social media. They're in your inbox. They're Um, you know, on, on news stories now. And the more that people become educated, the more people have alternatives, which as we know, there are more vegan alternatives now than there ever were, uh, the more likely people are to change and people are changing. You know, when I um, traveled to New York um, recently for the Vegan Women's Summit um, and also for a family visit, I was very pleasantly surprised by the amount of vegan food I saw. And it had only been a couple of years since I had visited New York. It's where I'm from. Um, but there was more, even in the past two years, there was more than I'd remembered. And, and that's progress. That's absolutely progress. Um, my parents ate vegan the entire time I was here, which has never happened in my life. So something's happening. Something's happening. Absolutely. Now, uh, we only have a couple of minutes, but I wanted to ask you, I was also at the Vegan Women's Summit and there was um, what I'd like to call cultured meat. It's meat basically without the animal. And uh, I even have a photograph of an example of it, not the one that was at um, the Vegan Women's Summit, but here's an example. Does that look like meat? Yes, that looks every bit like meat, but that is what they call cultured meat. Basically, it's fermented. It's using either, this one I think uses a tiny little bit of a cell and they ferment it. And um, there was a um, another cell-based meat company there And uh, basically, she was saying that we're going to combine plant-based meat with this cell-based meat and create a food that can feed a lot of people 
stop the habitat destruction, stop the human world hunger, stop the environmental devastation. Um, what is your position on cultured meat, clean meat, animal-free meat, whatever you want to call it, meat that is either um, involving a tiny little like skin biopsy or in some way takes cellular material from an animal and ferments vast amounts of what looks and tastes exactly like meat, but it is not from an animal. And the animal doesn't have to be killed uh, or tortured. I say bring it on. That That is the future. That has to be the future. Meat Animal-free meat alternatives must be the future because that's the sustainable way. It's the cruelty-free way. Um, it's the way that we're going to feed these billions of people into the future. And so I'm very excited to see that technology. Um, I do think there are some hurdles, mostly mental hurdles, in getting people to accept it. Um, but I think it will happen eventually. Um, I think the word fermented is a lot more appealing than lab grown. <laughs> like they just kill that term forever and they're not actually grown in labs. So it's a misnomer anyway. Um, but no, I, I see the progress there and I'm actually incredibly excited about it. Incredibly now, excited. Somebody said Donna Davila or Davila said culture meat is not for me. Let me be clear. I don't plan to eat it either because I didn't grow up eating meat. I was not born vegan, but we were sort of a pescatarianish household. Um, so it's 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 nothing I've ever craved. And now that I've been vegan 27 years, no, I'm not going to eat it. I don't desire that. But for the billions of people, and I think we all know the many people who say, I could never give up. I could never, never, never. I think it's, it's you know, as Gene Bauer, the founder of a farm sanctuary, consider the father of the farm sanctuary movement says, whatever reduces suffering the most, the fastest, right? Right. And I um, don't crave meat either. I don't remember what it tastes like. So I would likely not eat the, uh, the cultured meat, but um, I would try cultured cheese. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would not have a problem with that at all. And I would, um, you know, eat that over over cow's milk right now that, that's for sure you know dairy was the hardest thing for me to give up and um as soon as they come out with an animal free version of that I, I will eat it i absolutely will so looking i know none of us have a crystal ball um although i like to pretend i do sometimes but i i personally believe in the law of unintended consequences my theory and we only have like two minutes left is I think climate change, nature is doing for us what we have not done for ourselves. Climate change is going to make animal agriculture much more difficult in the future. It's already happening. It, animals are collapsing in the heat and the drought in the summertime. They're freezing to death in the wintertime as the temperatures become more extreme in either direction. At the same time, you have these plant-based alternatives and the cultured meat coming in. And I'm hoping that all of that will combine at a certain point to tip the scales. What is your thought on that? A hundred percent, hundred percent tipping those scales. It's inevitable. It's on the way. The future is not going to involve killing animals for food, period. You know, something you said that was very interesting. You said, well, I feel like we haven't evolved fast enough on this issue. You know, um, the moral arc of the universe is slow, but it bends toward justice. I believe Martin Luther King Jr. said that. 
But are we moving fast enough because we're racing against climate change? We literally are breaking boundaries that once once the ice caps collapse, we can't order new ice caps on Amazon. It's over. Absolutely true. We cannot order ice caps on Amazon. Um, I hope so. Um, I'm an optimist in that sense that I, I believe in human adaptability and ingenuity. And I think that we're going to wake up in time. I do. Well, from your mouth to God's ear, as they say, whatever your beliefs are, we can all hope that we have a world that is peaceful and serene and filled with natural abundance where nobody has to go hungry or no animals have to suffer. And, you know, this is right on the horizon. All we have to do is make that one change and we all have the power to do it. That is why uh, the powers that be are so threatened by it. Oh, yeah, go ahead and rail against fossil fuels. We'll, we'll, we'll back you on that because half the people protesting fossil fuels couldn't identify a fossil fuel if, if it was put in front of them. But the point is that what the powers that be really fear are the people taking back the power, which we can do three times a day on our plate. Um, last 30 seconds. Thank you for watching. Jane, you're amazing. Thank you for having me on. I'm your biggest fan and keep up the fight because we will win. I believe we will. And I want to thank uh, Lady Freethinker. She is also my biggest hero. I love what she's doing. And yes, it's a love fest because we're all doing what we can. But please visit ladyfreethinker.org. All of the petitions are there. You could have a petition binge and hit 50 or 60 petitions in one visit. So it's, it's really, really easy to do. All you have to do is visit ladyfreethinker.org, sign the petition to end the dog meat trade and sign all the other ones while you're there. But um, please get involved. Thank you so much. See you next time here on Unchained TV. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.